0: Welcome, friends. This is Colleen Maloney. Today, I'm going to share with you the third miracle. My third miracle. I remember sharing when my last episode about meeting Lisa Bailey, and I'd like to refer to her as the holy woman that I met and chatted with and often I still remember those powerful words that she shared with me that day and it was absolutely amazing because now I'm moving to Sonoma, California so it's only like a couple months later And now we're in the month of August, and my husband and I are traveling cross-country from Bartlett, Illinois, to Sonoma, California. And I just put my best foot forward. Even though I was leaving behind all my family, friends, and my precious two daughters, I just put in my mind that I was going to be positive and that I was going to make the best of this situation and also consider it a fresh new start. And so we're traveling across country and I think we did it like in two days or two and a half days, something like that. I think, anyway, so now it's Friday morning. It's the day of our closing. And so it, everything went smoothly, and we received the keys to our new home. It was a beautiful home. It was, you know, it was brand new. I felt very blessed to be able to find this lovely home on a cul-de-sac. And so we opened the door and stepped into our new home. Like I said, a fresh new beginning. And so, now we zoom to Sunday evening. And I have to tell you, oh, I better back up a moment. Because our furnishings was coming on Tuesday morning, we just took the bare necessities to stay in the house those couple nights So we had, I had some blankets, and I think a little clock radio. Um, You know, of course, a little bit of clothes, and I think that was pretty much it. So anyway, now, like I said, it's Sunday evening, about six in the evening. And we're up in the master bedroom, and my husband informs me that he has to go back to LA. He's still working in LA. He said um, he would be gone about two weeks. And I (laughs) was dumbfounded of what I was hearing because there was no previous discussion that he was leaving on Sunday and would be gone two weeks. I cannot tell you, my heart hurt. I felt betrayed. I just, I can't even explain to you how I felt. Now you have to understand that I have no telephone, no cell phone, no television, no refrigerator, no wash machine and dryer. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, no car. And here I, and I'm not sure what else I didn't have, And here I get plopped down in Sonoma, California, where I don't know, a soul. And like I said, I was just like, oh my gosh. And even still, even though our furnishings were coming on Tuesday, all those things that I just mentioned, I was still not going to have except for the TV, if I'm not mistaken. I just couldn't believe it. In my mindset, I'm thinking, well, then why didn't you tell me so that I could have made some other arrangements possibly? Again, I just felt like, what is going on here? Here I go with a positive attitude, trying to make the best of this new adventure. And that happens. But there was nothing I could do now. Here I am in Sonoma in this beautiful home. And I had to walk to the restaurant to have a... So I would go once a day. So it was two... Okay, so only actually, only Monday did I have to walk to the restaurant. And I made sure it was like lunchtime. So then I just ate that meal and then uh i bought some groceries too and that was a and of course without a refrigerator you know you can't get much so it was just like something very minute anyway so here comes tuesday morning now you have to remember i cannot even communicate with my husband because i have no phone i have no car to get anywhere and so, thank goodness, there was a grocery store within walking distance. So, and so Tuesday morning came, and it was like a hundred and fifteen degrees that day. And it was like an all-day procedure because you know it's a two-story home. We have a lot of things. You know, we're furn- we're furnishing uh, three bedrooms. Because my daughters, you know, were fixing up their bedrooms as cute as can be. So when they have time off, they will come and visit. And so I'm running up the stairs and down the stairs. And, you know, just, I didn't even eat. Because I'm the only one to direct the movers where everything goes. So, and, you know, there was an excitement. Because I do love to decorate. And I do love beautiful homes. So... You know, I didn't really mind it, even though it was tough on me to have to do everything. And even still, even going through all of that, you know, I think within, I think within several days, I think I had all the pictures hung and anything previously that I bought for this new place. Like I had new shower curtain and new little matching rugs and, you know, I had pretty much everything to set up. Except the refrigerator, the washer and dryer, a phone, a car. You know, those big things that people need to have in their life. Anyway, so I just, it was tough. It was really tough to, um, I can't even remember how many weeks. I I don't know if it was a month or six weeks without a phone. Uh, everything took a long time. I didn't have a car I don't even remember exactly but I know that was a long time not to have a car. So um on weekends, most weekends, my husband would drive up from LA and then you know we'd go shopping on Saturday. And uh the thing is we did get a refrigerator, but I can't remember how long I still was out without one. Because the thing is even though you need those things There was like, you know, they couldn't always deliver exactly as fast as you thought. And all this different, different things. I still couldn't believe that, you know, I couldn't get a phone for like, I don't know if it was a month or six weeks. And guess what? I never got a cell phone. Now that would have probably solved a lot of things if I would have had a cell phone. But anyway, so my life started to progress and eventually, you know, eventually we, we got a car, the refrigerator, the washer and dryer, um, uh, a landline for the phone. And so you know, life started to, to move along. And yet, month, by month month by month would go by, and my husband was still not moving to Sonoma he was still in LA and he kept telling me that we're moving everything over to the Napa Valley Napa Valley area but it just wasn't coming forth and then like my neighbors were asking, "Well, when's he moving here?" and my family would call me up long distance and say, "You know, wow, when is he coming? When's he going to move there with you and I'll never forget my mom. I don't even know how many months. might have been four months into the move. And my mother said, how much longer are you going to wait for, you know, to just keep waiting for him to move down by, you know, with you on a permanent basis? And I really didn't have an answer because every time I asked him, he just kept saying, oh, they pushed it back. They pushed it back. Well, anyway, we're at the nine month mark now. And one day, a huge uh uh-oh moment happens. Again, another, another big thing happens. And I just decide that I no longer can stay in this marriage. And I definitely, was getting divorced. I just couldn't take it any longer. I just couldn't understand, um, you know, first of all, why he wasn't moving to Sonoma. And then second, like I said, a big uh uh-oh moment happened. And it just looked like, what's the point of staying in this marriage any longer? So, (laughs) but as life has it, I became very ill and because I was so upset with my husband, I didn't even want him, even though I was really sick, like bronchitis, I didn't even want him near me. Like he would offer me, uh, when he'd come home on the weekend, he'd offer me like could he make me soup and I would just shake my head. I was so done. It just felt so right, like I have to get out of this. And you, like I said, I gave up everything, leaving my family, my friends, my daughters to start this fresh new adventure with him, believing that, you know, if you listen to the previous episode, taking flight, just some of the wonderful things that, you know, I was told that were going to happen. So I just thought, oh, forget it. And I remember talking to God and saying, God, God. I know you told me all these wonderful things that are gonna be happening, but I just can't, I can't do it. If that means I have to stay married to him, then I I can't do it. And I, I remember just, I was upstairs in the master bedroom, like between the bath, the master bath and the bedroom, like crying out and just saying to God, I cannot do this any longer. And there was one friend named Lynn And she's the only one that I told exactly what was going on. The uh uh-oh moment and why I wanted to get divorced. And she sent me a book, um, Positive Thinking, by Norman Vincent Peale. And so I read that book. And she also sent me like a little prayer book. And at that time, I was still in the Catholic Church. And she's, because that's where my husband still wanted us to to belong. And she said to me, "Um, you need to go to church. I said, I do go to church. She goes, no, no, no. You need to go to church every day. The Catholic Church, at least at that time, had service every day. And so I started to go to church every day. and i think it was about 2 weeks into me sitting in church praying cuz oh i forgot i forgot i was sick about a month and then i started to feel better i forgot i forgot to tell you that detail anyway so now i'm feeling better and i'm in the i'm in church and i'm just sitting there talking to the lord still overwhelmed still leaving this marriage And so I called my sister, Kathy, up because she always, she wanted me to get out of that marriage for years and years and years. She would encourage me to leave the marriage. So finally, I call her up to see if she can help me. If she'll fly in, then we can drive back with my vehicle and our collie dog, Casey. And she said, yes, she would come and do that with me. And then I don't remember how much after that she called me back and said, no, she would not help me. I was devastated because you have to understand that I don't even know how to explain myself. First of all, I just couldn't leave the dog. And I know, I'm just gonna tell you, You know how we know our capabilities i know driving from california to back to illinois (laughs) i don't know if i ever would have made it i mean i have a horrible time with directions and it's not like they didn't we didn't have gps back then so i just was like okay i guess i guess i'll just be praying and trying to figure out how am how you know how am i leaving this marriage What's next? Anyway, so like I said, I'm going to the church every day. And then, I think it was like I said, about two weeks into going to church every day. And I go up by the Jesus statue. And I'm sitting there and I'm just about ready to leave. And here comes this Hispanic woman. And she kneels on the hard surface and starts singing in her native tongue. And the way she expressed herself, the way she was worshiping the Lord, it was absolutely beautiful. And like I said, I was leaving, but I sat like down and just started to weep, I started to cry. And she turned to me and she said, do you have troubles? And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that's why I'm crying. And of course I wouldn't say anything. I just was in one of those times in your life where you're just beyond yourself, or at least that's how I felt. And she says to me, there's an Hispanic prayer group that meets the first Tuesday of every month and possibly they would pray for me. And so she said her name was Consuela and she said they meet at 730 30. And I said, thank you. And so then I left. Okay. I go home and I'm watching the 700 Club, just sort of wondering like, hmm, interesting about, you know, what Consuela had shared with me about this group praying for me. And I have to tell you, at that time, I had become a recluse, pretty much just going maybe to get the groceries. And the reason... Is because I was so ashamed and I don't know why I would be ashamed I just didn't want to deal with the neighbors asking me oh when's he moving you know already we're at the nine-month mark and to me I felt like he's never coming here I don't know why he would buy me this beautiful home where he would just keep me stuck (laughs) all by myself not really even knowing really anybody I yeah I, I walked with the neighbor a couple times but I didn't have any type of friendship I didn't have you know I was really alone really and and like I said and then I became like a recluse as well because I'm a, I'm just don't want to deal with people asking me anything anymore no more questions and so I'm watching the 700 club And it just hit me like a brick. Oh my gosh. Today is the first Tuesday of the month. And then I felt like this is a sign. Today is the first Tuesday. And so like I said, I I was like a recluse. I wasn't really going anywhere, especially in the evening. You know, I was just going to church only and coming home. Maybe getting groceries. That was it. And so I didn't tell a soul that I was going to this prayer group. No one. And so I left about it was supposed to start at seven thirty. I left at seven. I think the church was maybe about six blocks to a mile away. It wasn't real far from our home. I think it was called Saint Joseph's Church, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, I can't really recall exactly. But anyway, so I go to the church and I go by the Jesus statue again. And the reason why I went early was I just wasn't certain what was going to happen. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I don't know if they're gonna speak English or or, or a Spanish. You know, I just, Spanish, I wasn't sure. And I wasn't sure like what really goes on at a prayer meeting. I never was at a prayer meeting before. And so I said, I was at the Jesus statue and like two different people came to pray and then they left. And I'm telling you, I don't know, but the next thing I know, so I must've dozed, I guess, but I'm not sure. The next thing I realize it is dusk now. Now there's no lights on in the church. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I must have misunderstood Consuela. And I was ready to leave. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know how sometimes you just get like that inkling? Like, I just felt like, look around. That's what I felt. Look around. You know, it might be somewhere else in the church. And so as I'm walking, I came in the side door and as I'm walking to the, well, I guess it would be the front entry of the church, I'm walking that way, I see this little old Hispanic woman praying and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I should ask her where the prayer group is, if she knows anything about it, you know, I wasn't sure, Or should I interrupt her prayer time? Then I was like, okay, I did. I I asked her, I asked her, was there a prayer group meeting tonight? And she said, yes, that they're at the front entry and that there's a, a, a stained glass window on a door and that's where they are. And so I went back there. But when I got close to the door, I heard they had already started praying I heard talking anyway, so I was like, I'm not going to interrupt. And so (laughs) I said to the Lord, Lord, please, can you just let those prayers come on me? I so desperately needed help. And the next thing I know, the door opens up. And this brother, dressed in a brown, like, smock, says to me, May I help you? And I said, well, I was taken back because there's no way he could have saw me. I was to the side. I never crossed like a shadow or anything. I was So I was taken back. And I I said, um, well, Consuela said maybe you'd pray for me. And so then he says, just a moment. And he closes the door. And I'm standing there. Oh, my gosh. Saying to myself, I don't want to cry and please, Lord, don't let them ask why I'm here because it just would have been too hard and too hurtful to go through Um, what was happening in my life at that time and all the times before and before and before, like a broken record that was stuck, that the needle of the record was stuck. <sighs> so the next thing I know, the brother opens the door and says, we've been expecting you. And so I walk through the door. Now, remember, I didn't tell anybody where I was. And I see like a folding chair in the middle of, I think it was approximately 12 people. And they tell me to sit on the chair. <laughs> I felt like a lamb going to slaughter. Like I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea what was going to happen. I actually was wondering, like, am I going to be okay? And then I'm thinking, and you didn't even tell anybody where you were going. And so I just obediently sat down, like the brother told me. And then he said, then actually, um, he he said a few things. Like, when did I last go to confession? I can't remember. Uh, He didn't really say too much to me. He didn't ask why I was there. And then the next thing I know, he said, we'll pray for you. And so all these hands started to touch my shoulders. And they laid hands on me. And then they started to speak. It was in this most beautiful language. It's called tongues, speaking in tongues. And it sounded like something like that, but it was all in unison. I'm telling you, it was like all their voices just blend it together. And then when they're finished praying on me, the brother says to me, how do you feel? And I said, good or fine. I can't remember, something like that. And he says to me, No, how do you feel? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even get this right. I had no idea what he wanted me to say. So I just sat quietly for a moment, wondering like, how do I feel? And then I said, peaceful. And he said, which perplexes me to this day, you've given us a gift. Now we're going to tell, we're going to give you a gift And the people that prayed on you will tell you what they saw, what they experienced while praying on me. And so one says that I'm sitting in Jesus' lap. The other one said the Holy Mother had her arms wrapped around me. The third one said that I was cleansed with this water, that water was over me and I was being cleansed. And the fourth person of what I recall was saying that I was anointed with the Holy Spirit. If there was more told to me, I can't recall. I really didn't know what anointing of the Holy Spirit meant. And then I left and I got in my car. I had a convertible, a Sebring Chrysler convertible at the time and I sat in the car and something had changed in me. I was so worried before I walked into that prayer room. I was so concerned, so perplexed. I'm telling you, when I'm in my car, I have this peace beyond understanding. And I was excited because I knew that something had changed in me. I, I, there's no way to describe it. I still can't really articulate. But, a light, but something happened when those beautiful Hispanic people prayed on me. And it was quick. It was quick, quick, quick. It wasn't, it was like the power just was flowing. And the mercy of God and the grace of God directing me that night to that prayer room. So like I said, I got in my car and there was this excitement in me. And then I got home and I'm sitting on my bed and I'm praising God. And I was saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't even know if I ever really did anything. like. I don't think I've ever done anything like that on my own. Um, anyway, I'm sitting there and I grabbed the Bible and I'm holding the Bible and I'm singing hallelujah, 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 because something had changed in me. I'm telling you, something had changed. I wasn't fearful anymore. I wasn't frightened. I wasn't angry. And, um, the next thing I know, which is absolutely... I still to this day am like, this really happened. My tongue twisted and I spoke in a different language. Now I know years later that I'm told that's a love language with God. And that it's a special language with special significance to all. I'm still not, I mean, I understand it, but I don't still know how to articulate it any better. I just know one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the gift of tongues. And I felt my tongue twist in my mouth. And I just was like, it was a little uncomfortable, really, that these words that I didn't even understand were coming out of my mouth. And yet, I was elated because something had happened to me. Something supernatural, a miracle happened to me because there's no way you can be how I was one moment before all of that and was changed into a forgiving person. And it's really interesting, but I had so much love in so much forgiveness in my heart, in my being, in my spirit, that I still stayed in the marriage. And I never even asked the Lord. I never even said to him, even though I feel this way, is it okay if I still get divorced? It was just like I was so forgiving and then I remembered some of the things that the holy woman on the flight told me. And so I... I just believed wow i was changing and i was changing for the, for the better it's to this day when i think about those three miracles that happened within like a 5 year span um going to heaven then i think four year, it was about 4 years later or so that then i i meet Lisa Bailey on on, on my flight to, Calif- to coming back from California to Bartlett. And then when I moved to Sonoma with such a positive attitude and how I got so broken down after staying there nine months and yet how after nine months another miracle happened to line me up on my path for my purpose, for everything that was supposed to come forth. Eh, It's just incredible. I am so grateful that these miracles have happened in my life. (laughs) And and the thing is that we are always being shaped and formed. And I'm telling you, I forgot the next day I I, I said to the Lord, please, Lord, I want to see Consuela because I want to thank her because she, Consuela's is the one that told me to go to the prayer group and and then you know I was transformed and so the next day I saw her and I said to her Consuela you're not going to believe what happened and I told her what had happened and then I said oh I would like to learn what the people in the prayer group do and she looked at me and she said you can't learn that. They are visionaries. That's a gift from God. And I'm telling you, I felt like, I don't know, like if she had slapped my hand or slapped my face or I just felt so bad. I had no idea that that was a gift, a special gift. Um. But anyway... I am so grateful for Consuela. I'm grateful for God directing me on my path and helping me through all these horrible storms that I walk through. Anyway, that's all I'm going to share with you today. There's so much more, but that'll be on another episode. What happens next? Anyway. God bless you all. I love you. And just know that that miracles really do come true. They really exist. God bless you.